think we all make mistakes, and if the mistakes come from a good intention, then you are forgivable. Grab a cup of coffee, grab tea, whatever is available,、um, because today we have another episode of our Next Stand Chats. I'm super excited today to introduce our guest, which is Annie Huang.、Uh, she's the founder of my new favorite podcast, The Aspiring CMO. <laughs> and she's just a general SEO marketing queen and just organization wizard.、Um, we're gonna learn so much from her today. And if you need some real organization skills in your life, then keep listening.、Uh, so, hi Annie. Hi. Hi Nicole. Oh my God, I'm so happy I'm on Next Stand. Like I've been watching your lives, and now I'm here. That's crazy. So, in a nutshell, because I know you do so much. In a nutshell, can you describe to our audience、uh, what you do? Okay, I am. I'm a little bit of everything, I guess. Like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm in general. I'm in a, I'm a marketer, and I coordinate projects. So,、uh, at my company, they call me a project manager, but I consider myself more like a marketing manager because everything comes down to either marketing or like operations for a marketing company. So again, it's like. Kind of, kind of a mix.、Uh, and so, like, how did you、um, sort of get into this kind of like remote marketing lifestyle? Then, did you start off in an office job? Like, how? What was your journey, and what did that look like?、Hmm, it started. Oh, thank you for the question. I don't. I, I love this type of questions because I think everybody's journey is very different. I started out as a office girl in the government. Wow. So, so I, I, I was.、Um, Because I'm Hungarian Vietnamese, so I look Vietnamese. But I was born, raised in Hungary, and I learned English as a third or second language. So I speak languages. So that was the only thing that stood out.、Um, and when I started college, I wanted to have a part-time job, and I just I was like, it would be so sick to just work in the government because why not? At the time, I was like, "Why not just put that on my CV?" When, when you said I started off in the government, I was like, "Oh, wow!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Why not?" I didn't even think about like marketing or industry. They're just like ah, government. So I was an interpreter and like admin at the Hungarian consulate in Ho Chi Minh City for like three years throughout my college life and. It was really good to get me into things like systems because governments operate. It's just an operational office, right? Like they just take papers in, they review some papers, and then they spit out new papers. So that's what every government does. And you know, sometimes the paper is a document or money, whatever, or an application <laughs> form. But it, essentially, it's just the same thing over and over again. So I I got into that loop, but I knew that.、Um, You know, as I went into college, I was like, "This government job, I can do this for the rest of my life, because it's always the same. Okay,、and、I can only get a promotion if somebody above me retires.、Mm. Yeah, so it's like the long game. It's super long. They call it the stable job, but honestly, like, I think COVID was the the time that showed us that the stable jobs are no longer stable anymore. Yeah,、uh-huh. yeah.、You、have to like make your own. Mm-hmm. Way a lot of the time, I think since COVID. Anyway, it was like a jolt. <laughs> so, so I I fell into that as well because when I I graduated from college, it was during COVID. So I was applying for jobs before the COVID got very serious. So by the time I got in my new job, we went online. 
So mm-hmm. it was a great transition because I was in the office all the time. I always showed up at work on time. So there's like a, you know, like a regular people stress, like, oh, can I make it to my work on time? Uh, but ever since I've been working online, there's no longer the case. It's just no. like, can you log in? <laughs> can you please log in? Yeah, email? you don't have to like, you don't have the pressure of putting makeup on to make sure you don't look tired. You don't have to commute. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. Like it takes out at least an hour two hours of your day easily exactly exactly Mm -hmm. so you can doom scroll on instagram now so for an extra two hours a day just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um but (laughs) yeah i think that's a that's a good way to put it time management Mm -hmm. okay um (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i started my marketing job during covid and i already knew i wanted to do marketing by the end of college but the problem was i didn't have any marketing experience and I really deeply wanted to do marketing so it was like a big contrast like I don't know much but I know what I want to do Mm -hmm. and uh, I was a volunteer for my Toastmasters club for two years and that's where I gained my first initial like marketing skills I was doing stuff like you know uh, Facebook fan page management Mm -hmm. I was making like Canva posts I was like so that's how I got into like the yeah, regular yeah. posting. So nowadays for me, posting regularly is just like another, mm-hmm. it's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, you know, in a public speaking club, we also learned how to do like interviews like this, how to present yourself. So I got more confident in terms of, uh, I guess, the creative sides of marketing, like how to present yourself, how to make things look pretty, how to be consistent mm-hmm. on social. So that was the, um, I guess, my first portfolio to get my job. Mm-hmm. And then... My first job is, I, I guess, is the breaking point. Oh, like a, a watershed moment? I think so. Breakthrough? A breakthrough moment <laughs> where like this is going, this first job want to define what I'm going to do for the rest of the f- couple of years. And I've been doing the same thing, mm. but at scale. So um, at my first job, it was such a small company that I became the one person marketing department. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was doing everything, everything. I think that's like the best way though, right? It's the best way to learn. Right. But it was extremely stressful plus COVID. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the things I've learned. Did I help the company overall? Maybe a little bit, but not too much. Mm -hmm. Because when you are the one person department, you cannot do that much. No, you're like, you're spread too thin. Like that's one of the things is like, if when you're trying to do like a hundred things, like when you're trying to be amazing at a hundred things, you'll just end up being like, I find anyway, being average across the board. Cause it's just too, when you're just one person, it's, it's too, yeah, it's too much. You need to outsource and recruit. <laughs> yeah. I did not know the recruitment part. So now I'm at the point where like, okay, I see which part of the department or team I need to hire or something. But at the time I was like, what, 21 or something? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I I did not think about that. I was like, oh, how can I get the most things out of my day? So Mm -hmm. I got got, got into like time management stuff, productivity, um, like every single mini optimization on my day so I can bring the best out of my work day. So I do think of myself like, I don't wanna, I don't know. Like I I always aim for efficiency, Mm -hmm. I guess. I'm not, I'm not an expert or anything, but like, I always think, like, I think oh, you're an expert. I always, I don't I know. Do I don't think so. It. <laughs> it's like, how can I bring 80% out of me doing the least I can? So that's perfect. That's honestly, yeah, that's like the, the takeaway is how to get the most out of the least effort, I think. 
Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And it would be it's surprising. People think like, oh, I need to hire five people to uh, get the most out of things. But sometimes if you just start by optimizing yourself first, you will realize what are the things you need to delegate. So a lot of people start hiring before becoming efficient themselves Mm -hmm. and that the whole team becomes very inefficient. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is what I see in my current company. So um, I guess they hired me as project manager because everybody around me was inefficient. Mm -hmm. And I can always trace back where does that inefficiency come from? Uh And And it's usually the leader. If you have aches and pains in your neck and by the end of the day, you're just feeling uh, rubbish, then a total game changer for this is the latest next stand uh, K1. Um, It's the world's first carbon fiber uh, laptop stand. And honestly, guys, it's the lightest one I've experienced. Like the K2 is very good also, but if you want just like super light, lighter than anything, then this is your one. I mean, I have to put a lot of my life into 23 kilograms a lot of the time. So anything that's lighter than my skincare is like a winner. (laughs) That's basically my priorities. So we ship everywhere. So just go to the link in the bio and get yours today. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Either the leader or the person he he or she trusted to be uh, the 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 second, you know, leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you, I yeah, I can see how that can work actually. Because if you aren't efficient yourself at different things, then you don't know what you're good at and you don't know what you're bad at. Then it makes hiring so much harder. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and it also comes into like maybe you are too nice to people so you end up hiring everyone that's yeah. also not but that's also not efficient right? <laughs> um but just like task and workflows you don't think about that until you have three people around you mm-hmm. uh, but i've been thinking about that because i always been considering myself as more than two people that's really because <laughs> yeah, i weird. It's weird. It took me such a long time to come to that realization because I was always like, I was the same as you for such a long time, just like a one woman marketing. <laughs> and I, I thought, I, I thought that you had to do everything. I, I like, I didn't like because I was again like I had like one job. I was like, I was like new to marketing. That was my first marketing job. I thought that like to be like super successful, I had to do every single thing and it had to be just me that did it. And if I hired someone else, that was like a sign of weakness or like just like something like that. Um, Or, you know, losing money if you're hiring more people. But actually what I've realized in the past, like few weeks especially, is that you can only grow when you scale up and when you hire more people and when you kind of uh, can yeah do it effectively. Yeah. And sometimes I have this weird, I have this weird way of thinking, like I put myself in a mindset of a a person. So let's say I am running my own YouTube channel right now. Uh, I know I will have to hire someone and I'm, I'm starting to recruit. But before that, when I just started the process, I would be thinking, okay, now Annie is the actress. Annie is just talking in front of the camera. So that's my, that's my job. Yeah. And then once that's done, Annie is now the project manager again, because, you know, I need to organize all the files. And then Annie becomes a graphic designer oh because Annie is doing thumbnails. <laughs> yeah. So, like, once you think like that, it's going to be easier to Literally throughout the day, you're like, you basically are a team and you're like, in the morning, 
I'm in this department. And then by lunchtime, now I'm in this department. And I said goodbye to that department. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I think that's how I think of my workflows. And once I think of something to be hired for, then that's what I, I outsource. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And so when you, yeah, so I suppose when, at what point do you decide to hire someone though? Is it when you sort of realize that there's something that you don't have time for, or there's something that you're not as efficient at? So you need someone who's skilled, like what kind of is um, the trigger for you to hire someone? It usually comes down to like for small creators. So somebody who is like a one person team, it usually comes down to budget. Like mm -hmm. usually the thing that needs to be outsourced to is the thing that takes you the longest time. Mm. So, uh, for example, video editing. So you have to think of a budget first. But I think in a company, when it's you know you you use the C CEO's money, mm. you have to justify uh, again based on budget and time. And and usually the budget and time comes together. But I think Mads has a very good tip: how, what to delegate. I think I I created that post for him. What are the three things you need to delegate? Number one, the things that you are suck at, like you're just really, really bad yeah. at. If you're like, if you're extremely bad at graphic design, don't try to learn it. Don't. Mm -hmm. The things that takes the longest time, um, or the things that is easy to do. Yeah, so, like stuff. the yeah. stuff, the yeah. repetitive stuff, and. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, I think these three things are a good start things that takes, yeah, I think those are, yeah, yeah, I, I relate to that. Like I, I've realized that, um, I'm, I have an aesthetic eye, but I'm not a designer. So I can like tell if something looks good, but I'm not a graphics designer. So it's instead of, I spent a, like a, a while, like, you know, trying to learn things, but actually it's just easier just hiring someone who already has that skill set and you can just kind of guide them in that way. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so like a lot of recruiting, um, it comes down to networking as well and a lot of meeting people. Um, so since you've gone to a, a remote kind of working environment, um, do you find that networking is a lot easier now or does it come with a different set of challenges? Ooh, I love <laughs> this question. I love this because people think that because you are working from home, networking mm -hmm. will become a lot difficult. And I would say it's not. So networking is all about you wanting to help other people. So you will find a way if you understand that type of mindset. Um, a lot of people network through Facebook groups. Actually, you become like, you know, Facebook has a feature where you become like some expert in the group. Or um, some people like me start a podcast and Starting a podcast doesn't take much. You don't have to commute to anyone anywhere. You can call up a person from the other side of the world and make a connection and you can still see each other face to face. And um, so I would say like networking is only easy if you have the mindset of like you wanting to help other people and you wanting to learn. Mm -hmm. A lot of people come to my networking from a very selfish point of view saying like how how can i benefit from talking to nicole or like how can i benefit from uh this or that person but uh that doesn't take you far no and i think it's like very obvious as well like when i've been at like certain like networking events you can always it's almost it comes off actually quite awkward when someone's kind of very um you can tell their only purpose is to just get what they can out of a situation um, whereas like, I'm so, like the same as you, like when I go into like an, any sort of like networking event, 
I don't even think of it as like a networking event because I actually hate networking. Like I hate like the professional kind of like networking. I, I see it as more just like I'm meeting people and I get to know people. And you, if, if there's something I can do for them, if there's something they can do for me, then it just happens. Um, I have like a much more kind of like natural kind of social um, approach to it. Yeah, I think I love that too. And sometimes when people get intimidated by the word networking, mm. I would also tell them, and I told a uh, hundred something people last time I was featured on another live stream. It was pretty amazing. But what I told those people, they are that look at networking as a way of making friends. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. imagine yourself being in the playground and being four mm -hmm. to six years old. Mm. Like you are doing the exact same thing when you're four year old. Mm -hmm. You go there like, hey, you're five, I'm four. Let's become <laughs> best friends. And you just spend the whole day like playing with uh, playing together. Right. Yeah. So that's what adults do. They just need some wine. Yeah. <laughs> they just need some alcohol. But honestly, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah no, totally right. <laughs> Uh, apart from the daytime events yeah. I mean sometimes you start drinking you know at, at, at noon it's okay oh <laughs> uh, yeah it definitely yeah it definitely helps blur it definitely helps blurring it like because I used to I remember when I was at university I used to get so um cause, uh, in my course they used to encourage um like networking if you ever like met with like professionals and as like a 19 year old, I was so intimidated by just the word networking because like you already have so much like social anxiety anyway, but like to be told that like you have to go into a situation with a purpose and with this and with, oh, it's, it's very intimidating. So, and, but then I realized as I got older with a lot more confidence and stuff that things just, if you go into it, not even thinking of it like that, just think of it as just, just like, for instance, like DC or like um, the SEO conference, I imagine, well, the DC one, especially like, it just feels like you're seeing friends. It's like not, there's no pitching. It's just like, you just meet people naturally and things kind of transpire from there. And if you have stuff in common, then obviously, um, then as in like, you know, marketing stuff in common, like you can always help each other exactly yeah 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 making mm -hmm. friends and mm -hmm. helping each other that's it like that's what network i i think during a university we also had a event or mm -hmm. i think a club that was like specialized in like networking it mm -hmm. lasted a year so it wasn't like a long club but uh, i also didn't understand the concept of networking but mm -hmm. i was always friendly with everyone so mm -hmm. it seemed like i was good at it yeah but i was just genuinely very naive and friendly I didn't realize I was actually good at networking until like maybe last year because I just I suddenly looked back on like different like roles and different sort of like work relationships I had and I thought oh I, that's just that's from networking that is actually networking wow yeah <laughs> <I> network <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um since you work do you are you a co-working gal or a home office gal i'm a co-working gal i love it mm -hmm. it depends on the country i think i in thailand i find co-working a lot more easier in mm -hmm. vietnam i think co-working means going to coffee shops yeah. because coffee shops are so good in vietnam mm -hmm. but in uh, western countries uh, i don't know i don't know if i do a lot of co-working yeah. I would still just find a coffee shop, but yeah. yeah, 
I, yeah, I prefer coffee shops too. And in Europe, I think it's because all the cafes close quite early and they're not like set up properly really for like work. Yeah. Uh, whereas in Vietnam, they're open to like 10 p.m. at night. It's amazing. <laughs> you can just stay in there all day. Yeah, they also have 24-hour coffee shops in Vietnam. Yeah. So I don't, oh, don't really? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you are working, um, I know that um, we're sending, well, I think uh, you have a next stand on the way going to Ho Chi Minh, <laughs> so you'll be able to pick it up soon. Um, but until then, do you actually have, do you have any struggles or aches while working? Um, obviously, we're going to fix that if you do. <laughs> wow, I think my back. So like what I, what my hack is I put the pillow behind my back so I, I sit, sit a little up straight but I found it with a, like a laptop stand once you have a laptop stand that means you need other uh, accessories as well so uh, if you have a laptop stand right you need to have keyboard if yes. you're using a laptop and and so it's like I guess with accessories and especially when you're traveling you have to be very smart and I, I'm happy you mentioned that next stand is very light because mm. I also have to fit, fit my whole life into just 23 kg. <laughs> so I, I totally understand that. The, the weight is very important. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it honestly is like super light. Like it's, I yeah, I unwrapped it and yeah, super light. Mm -hmm. um, so with such like a diverse, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but with like such a diverse set of responsibilities that you have, um, how do you manage your time? Like what does your day-to-day -day look like? I think your day-to-day -day changes all the time, but... <laughs> yeah, like, Rinko, please. I I'm very curious how yours is as well, because you travel, I think, a little bit more than me. Do you? Maybe. Like you... I think, yeah, maybe. Every every month, it's like a new place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, right. So, uh, how does my day-to-day -day look like? It's very... It's very difficult, uh, different right now. So I have a job that requires me to be online for a certain hours a day. So that means during the morning and late night, I'm working. Mm -hmm. So that means I'm, I'm waking up quite late. Uh, and then I do some exercise. By the time I finish exercise, that's lunchtime. I start a little work. I work on my own projects. And then I get back to the office, I guess, like the agency work. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of like, I have blocks. I use time blocks a lot. And oh, okay. if people listen to this, I think the takeaway is use Google Calendar mm. because I think it's very accessible. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's free as well. And it's free. Um, you can share calendars. So the reason why I use Google Calendar, not my Apple Calendar, is because I share my calendar with my boyfriend. So we can kind of like plan our days together it's pretty mm -hmm. nice i use some project management tools I, i'm a notion girl so i've been using notion for the past ever since i've been working online actually <laughs> yeah, three years yeah i actually haven't used notion i have uh, just started using ClickUp, and i've always used like asana as well um but i'm actually oh, awesome. using notion okay and then i i don't recommend you to switch because if you're already using asana and ClickUp, they're kind of like notion Mm -hmm. um, the notion is, I don't know, I'm just used to it and I like ClickUp as well. So I think it's because over the, how many months my company couldn't figure out ClickUp, I was just like, you know what, let me just do this notion. <laughs> <laughs> is ClickUp quite hard to use, do you think? I don't think so. It's just no. that it's a small company, so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, you could use both at the same time. Like mm -hmm. some people use Notion as a, like a wiki for your company. 
as a so, you know like you you store all, all of your sops oh, you store yay. all your terms yeah, like yeah. if you oh, use like funky yeah. terms in the company what does this and that mm-hmm. mean uh yeah. translated into human language stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so because um you have your own stuff going on and then you also work for a company i think this is uh, definitely one of the things a lot of people who are uh, starting off in entrepreneurship especially have struggle with um do you find that you have like quite a good balance with that or do you ever feel yourself like you want to work more on your stuff or you want to work more on the company stuff sometimes and how do you kind of like balance that uh thank you because (laughs) I'm already like one month into this new routine Mm -hmm. but I can share I can share what I learned in this month because Mm. um it's a it's not an easy journey you have to be very efficient with your time so for me to always balance multiple stuff was kind of what I've been doing you know like mm-hmm. I was also a freelancer like you so that mm-hmm. means uh I hadn't I handled multiple clients at the same time so I kind of just consider myself and my job as different clients nice yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and but because it's my stuff of course my stuff want to come at first <laughs> uh, which but in order to succeed at that, I have to be good at my job. So yeah. it's always like a, you have to be good, but in your company, you have to draw straight boundaries. Mm-hmm. So this is when boundaries come into play, because if you don't, if you overwork at your work, and let's mm-hmm. say you get a little bit more money, but you burn out and you cannot mm-hmm. do your project, that's not good. Yeah, no. Right? Mm-hmm. Or if you work too little at your company, they fire you then you can't, you don't have any money to start or anything else. <laughs> so it's, again, like it's all always about balance. And I, I think um, working on communication, of, of course, in a remote environment is extremely, extremely important mm-hmm. to say that, hey, uh, I was late, but it wasn't my intention to be late. If, mm-hmm. if that's the case, then explain what's happening. Always like have a good intention behind everything you do. So um Sometimes, uh, yeah, I think we all make mistakes. And if the mistakes come from a good intention, then you are forgivable. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. And do you, what advice would you give for um, other people who need to kind of set boundaries with their bosses, maybe? Because uh, I like I have no friends and stuff who just work around the clock. Because uh, I think one of the problems with remote work is that you have your laptop glued to you the whole time. So it's very easy to just like check in on things um and so yeah so what kind of advice would you give to other people to set boundaries oh time blocking so uh, I do the same thing right I I travel with my laptop all the time but during x and x hour I am not opening my notion or not notion uh, my slack for Mm -hmm. my company yeah when I sleep I sleep like I literally tell slack is really great like it tells the other person what time is it in their time zone so If your bosses keep messaging you when it's like 2 a.m. your time, mm-hmm. you can you need to speak up and say this is not okay. This is gonna this is going to make my work a lot more inefficient, and that is going to be really bad for you. Yeah, definitely. I, I always had this thinking like, how is that bad for the other person? Even though it's it's for me, but yeah. like, uh, mm-hmm. whenever I want something, I always frame it so that the other person feels it's beneficial for them. Yeah, anything yeah. you do. Anything. It always have to be somehow beneficial to the other person. So, um, but remote work is so much, I guess, better that way because like most of the things come in like a written form. 
Yeah. So you can prepare the notes and send it rather yeah, than like facing yeah. your boss face to face. Like, hey, it's mm-hmm. not okay. <laughs> Most people won't do it. And also, there's um, you can like always like put your notifications as silent throughout certain times as well. Like I know we do that at the company because we have people um across like the whole time zone. Um, and so I, I know that like if I'm messaging someone, I know that they've got their notifications off anyway. Um, so they won't actually receive it at like a weird time. Um, mm-hmm. another thing, I, one thing I also do is I, um, I actually don't keep live notifications on my phone for Slack. I only keep Slack on my desktop so that, okay. yeah, cause I'm, I'm always on my laptop anyway when I'm working. So if I'm like not on my laptop, then I can't, like nothing's going to come through on my phone either. And if someone really needs me, they can get me on WhatsApp. That's kind of my method. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a great tip as well. Um, anything really, because it's a remote work. Like honestly, nothing is as urgent. Like mm-hmm. if, I think it's like some stoicism right there. Like the worst case scenario is never as bad as we think it is. No, it's so true. It's remote work. Like, come on, it's like sending a file. Like, uh, remember when I told you, like in the government, like what they do is just paper in, paper out. Mm-hmm. Think of yourself as you are just a Google document in and a Google, Google document out. Yeah, yeah. No, no one's gonna die in the moment. <laughs> exactly. Like our work is so lucky that way. I'm also yeah. very thankful every single day. If you, if anybody wants to like level up their like mental health here, I do journaling almost every day and writing down my what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I'm super grateful for working online in a position that doesn't save any life yeah mm-hmm. or doesn't depend like i'm not a doctor i'm not mm. I, i'm not working in a hospital or something right mm. yeah not even hospitality like let's say like i have a risk of my restaurant giving um sickness to other people i don't have that yeah. problem no i'm a no, marketer it, yeah but it's, <laughs> it, it, it really does put stuff into perspective like um i remember years years and years and years and years ago when um, i was working for a massive company in london and if you, it seemed as if like it was a corporate world and it seemed as if, if you made one mistake, it was like the end of the world and it, everything was going to go. And then, you know, when you obviously work for much nicer uh, companies, you like, it really puts it into perspective that this is marketing. It's just marketing at the end of the day. Exactly. <laughs> you can, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like we want to succeed, but you can also make mistakes as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, since you've started your CMO, um, aspiring CMO podcast, um, what have you learned in the? What have you learned since doing it? And has there been anything that surprised you? I've learned that it's podcasting is a great way to grow a personal brand. Mm-hmm. Although the numbers don't speak that way, but people will tell you, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard that my friend was on your podcast. I actually saw there was a girl that was on your podcast the other day, and I was I did like I didn't even realize that you were even in touch. I was like, oh, I knew I like met that person before. <laughs> so like sometimes like, I feel like my listener um, numbers are not translating how much feedback I get, mm-hmm. maybe because it's like been spread it out to so many channels. But anyway, like I uh, I think like. In our community, people know I have a podcast, which is really cool. I only started this uh, half a year, half a year ago, six months, mm-hmm. five months ago, and I was a nobody. Like I'm still considering myself very little, but like people know about my podcast. They ask me when they're gonna be on the show. They do, yeah. <laughs> 
yeah especially in like the seo community i think as well because you are like an estate you are like i think you are like an established like face in seo i think wow thank you <laughs> holy crap like that, that's crazy that's crazy like i just genuinely want to learn and obviously most of the successful people i know are seo so most of the seos are on my show but it's really just for me to learn from them because I learned from their materials already, but like getting in touch with them is just like a next level learning, like on steroids. Yeah. So I really yeah. recommend anybody to do it. I ho mm -hmm. I wish I started this like two years earlier, mm. but yeah, I, actually I don't regret anything. It's, it's actually program. it's actually almost like a free coaching program, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's your free MBA program. Experts everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and has there been any um? sort of like marketing uh, myths that you've encountered that you can like debunk? Like, is there something that everyone thinks you have to do? Everyone thinks you can't do, but actually you can or you can't. I think it's more like a career myth that I would like to debunk is that you need uh, certifications and degrees to mm -hmm. succeed. Most of people that I have on my show and made like, you know, seven figures that they don't, some of them didn't even graduate from high school. Some mm -hmm. of them dropped out of college and some of them don't even use their college degree. No, I mean, I definitely don't use my college degree. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a massive debunk. And if somebody can save like 20 to $50,000, mm -hmm. that's great. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that is, yeah, that actually is a huge one because there's so many people, I mean, I thought you had to have a degree in marketing to be in marketing. Yeah. And I always thought that when I was younger. Um, but yeah, everyone, like I would say most of the successful people I've met, like in the last year, I'd say barely any of them have degrees. Like they've all just worked from, you know, the experience and just done their own thing. Um, yeah. What would kind of be your advice to someone who does want to get into marketing then? And what would their first move be? Mm -hmm. Find your hobby and start a channel on either any any social media channel mm -hmm. actually my first time learning marketing was obviously from the toastmasters group so mm -hmm. in a way it's something i did for free for a extended time mm -hmm. uh, if i wasn't social and go to toastmasters i would have just done like a fitness page which mm -hmm. i i also did so if somebody scrolls on my personal instagram a little bit down you can see me working out that was my attempt to learn marketing ah, um okay. yeah like i didn't I, I was like i like working out i do it every day so i'll make a content out of it and it's so much easier to do uh, make a piece of content on something that you do every single day yeah 100 because it's almost like effortless right yeah um so it's like if you want to start into marketing you have to do some sort of content stuff because mm -hmm. even if you end up you know running advertisement you need some something to run ads to yeah <laughs> or you need something to run ads with so everything comes down to some sort of content yeah and in many ways it's um it's, if you are if you end up applying for a job then it's um a, it's your portfolio it's exactly what you're building and it's something you enjoy at the same time mm -hmm. and is there anything that you are looking forward to in the future any future products projects that you're working on um i know the seo mastery summit is coming up next year uh so yeah explain anything coming up in 2024 I'm super, super excited for the SEO Mastery Summit. Like this time, I 
like, first of all, I have a lot more friends in SEO now. So I think the first time we organized it, I knew some of the speakers uh, mm -hmm. through DC. I met them once and I said hi to them and that was it. But now I've been, you know, hanging out with them and they have some of them been on my show. So I really look forward to like have this big party for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel more connected to them. Right. And they also feel more connected to me. They yeah. uh, And I hope that they know if, you know, somebody needs some help in Vietnam and like mm -hmm. where to go or like best tips in Saigon. Like I'm always there. I'm super open. So. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. And how many people is it? How, how many tickets is it for this event? Is 400. Like 400. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you're organizing the whole thing? And Mads, Mads um, and Dave. Yeah. So oh. three, of, three of us and uh, I think four or five of us in total. Five. Nice. Okay, that's awesome. Nice. And that is in March? It's in April uh, 7 to 11. Okay, and you can get tickets by how? <laughs> on the SEOmasterySummit.com. Uh, tickets on sale now. And we increase the prices every month. So the sooner you buy it, the cheaper it is. Not, ah, that's very handy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thank you so much, Annie. I like I've learned so much. I hope everyone else watching has also like taken so many key things away from this. Um, and to just know that uh, for everyone listening and watching that you can do anything like you can there's always a way into this career. And there's always a way into entrepreneurship if you have the willpower, right? Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> thank you so much for having yeah, me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and I hope you have a really lovely day. And thank you everyone else for watching. Um, so goodbye and catch up with you soon. All right. Bye bye. bye. <laughs>